Hey, 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 welcome back to the House of Trauma podcast. It's your favorite podcast host, Kiana Brienne. Now let's get into it. I really want to discuss something that has been weighing heavy on me personally over the past few weeks, um, and it's spiritual warfare or spiritual opposition. If you're not 100% sure what spiritual warfare is, like maybe you heard the term, maybe you haven't heard the term, but you're just not really sure. This is the way I can best explain, I guess, or describe what it is to be under spiritual warfare. So the battle for control over people's souls, in my mind, um, would be spiritual warfare. The ultimate purpose is to keep people from experiencing the love of God. Now, spiritual warfare is not something we can see, um, and it may feel like it's a battle going on in your mind because, well, the enemy wants control of our mind. So when we think about literal physical war, it's about control over territory, political power or economic power versus spiritual warfare is the control of your spirit, your soul, and ultimately your mind. And spiritual warfare is, I mean, since the beginning of time, and it's the enemy's, the enemy's way, again, of keeping you out of relationship with God, keeping you away from God so that you are not on the right side of this battle. Because at the end of the day, the devil knows he's going to lose this battle and he just wants to take as many of us down with him so that we don't get to experience the eternal glory of living in God's kingdom once this is all over. Right. So, again, that's how I perceive spiritual warfare to be. Now, knowing that. I want to dive deep into how. I came under spiritual attack and how I realized I was under spiritual attack and the steps and tools that I have now that I'm using to kind of overcome this spiritual warfare. I was telling one of my friends earlier, um, cause he was like, Oh, you like to work a lot. And, um, so I'm surprised you're in the bed. And I was like, I've just been so tired lately. In addition to me being tired, I've just been super emotional. Um, one day I was just like, I just feel like crying and I don't know why I'm just so emotional. I've been unmotivated, irritable, anxious, just all around lazy and picking up bad habits that I dropped long ago. I've been stress eating and super bloated, which is kind of triggering for me because we all know that I've had battles with my weight and body dysmorphia. So stress eating and putting on pounds is the last thing I need right now, right? Um, I've not been meditating. Can I tell you the last time I meditated? I couldn't even think of it. I can't imagine when the last time I meditated. I feel like I meditated once when I was in Seattle. I was in Seattle for six weeks. What's happening here? Um, I have not been doing Sunday service. Um, so we know if I'm not doing Sunday service, I'm not doing Thursday service. And I used to faithfully every day, I or every week, I carve out time to spend with God every Sunday and Thursday at minimum. And I've been slacking in that way. And um, I'm really a little em- embarrassed to say, but we were here to be completely honest and um, transparent. Uh, I haven't been reading my Bible. Um, 
the second week I was in Seattle, I started to read the book of Job again. I have not finished. It's been over a month. It doesn't take a month to read any book in the Bible. Um, But unfortunately, I have not been reading my Bible. I've been very distracted and participating in low vibrational activities like gossiping. I was on the phone the other day and we were just going on and on and we were laughing and it was funny. And then when I got off the phone, I was literally so embarrassed to have participated in gossip, to have engaged with it, to egged it on, to have added in my own commentary because I thought I was so far past petty gossip. But yet here I am doing these things, right? Um, I've been watching reality TV and laying in bed all day. Whenever I'm not out working, I'm literally in bed all day. And the first thing I used to do when I would get up in the morning, I would get up and I would open the blinds. I'm not getting up and opening the blinds because I I want it as dark as possible. So I'm laying in bed. I'm watching TV. I'm taking a nap. I might get up and eat. Then I'm back in bed. I'm watching TV, but I'm never opening the blinds. And that's just not like me. I mean, overall, I've been struggling with discipline. Um, in every area of my life, I'm not disciplined in what I eat. I'm not disciplined in, in working out. I'm not disciplined in my daily activities. I'm not disciplined in, you know, spending time with God. I'm not disciplined in, in working on my business. I'm barely disciplined in producing podcast episodes and, It's because I'm just not feeling it. I'm truly unmotivated. I don't, I don't want to do anything. Like if I can just lay in bed all day, every day, not engage with people, not have to work, not think about work, not think about finances, not think about my future, not think about doing anything productive. The last few weeks that has been ideal for me. I just want to be at home and I just want to be alone. And as I'm going through these emotions, as I'm going through um, my day today, life, the past few weeks, um, I just couldn't really put my finger on it. I, I couldn't understand why I was feeling this way. I'm not easily overwhelmed, right? But I was overwhelmed. And I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm overwhelmed. You know, I don't know why I want to cry. I don't know why I don't want to talk to anybody or see anybody or do anything. And um, I wasn't just struggling with discipline. I was struggling with hearing God's voice. And um, if you're heavy in your faith, you've been at a point where you were desperate to hear God's voice. You were desperate to feel some type of connection. And um, I just wasn't feeling that connection. Um, And it's crazy. Um, I don't really do New Year's resolutions anymore. And I have one goal this year. So instead of being like, oh, it's my New Year's resolution, it's my New Year's goal. Right. Um, last year was to stop eating meat, which I did. And this year, my one goal was to be closer to God, 
to build my relationship with God in every way, to build my spiritual connection with God. And I can say I've never felt more disconnected. And so that made me even more emotional because why, God, are are we not connected or why don't I feel connected to you? And I know that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. So God is, is on my side. God is still watching over me. God is still protecting me in ways that I may never even know. Yet I can't help but feel so far from my Lord and Savior. I've been struggling with my discernment. I told my friend yesterday, actually, that I don't trust myself to make decisions right now in this moment. I'm in the middle of of making a really big decision in my life right now. And um, he asked me, well, what does your heart tell you to do? And I told him, I can't trust my heart. Not right now. Not in this moment. Not when my ego is trying so hard to fight for the spotlight and to speak for me. But I want to do only things that are in God's will and God's will alone. And um, I've been having nightmares. So it's not uncommon to have nightmares or, or strange dreams, but I've been having really vivid, almost lucid dreams, um, nightmares, really horrific things going on. And um, every day when I wake up, I'm, I'm kind of... Um, disheveled by the events that took place in dreamland like i'm not gonna share my dreams with y'all but just know some some things i'm just like okay my subconscious has gone too far because what are we doing here just just very very vivid very awful things going on when i close my eyes and I, i really just can't understand i can't wrap my mind around it um and that's if I can even fall asleep. I've been having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep and um, just overall not sleeping well. My sleeping pattern is so disheveled and I've actually had um, taken a lot of time off of work and I, I still feel uneasy. I still feel or I don't feel real rested. I don't feel rested. Um, and. Finally, I realized uh, I was under spiritual attack. I want to bring your attention to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavens. So just to summarize When we are facing battles in our lifetime, when we are battling things in the physical, we must understand that it is not about the physical fight. It's not about the physical fight. It's about the battle for survival as a struggle against the enemy, demons, and supernatural beings in the spiritual world. Like I I said earlier, um, spiritual warfare is the battle for control over our souls and control over our minds. And we must understand that everything starts in the spiritual world first. Right. Everything starts in the spiritual world first and then it manifests into the physical. 
So real quick, I want to share something I was watching last year. It was a sermon by Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he was talking about the story of Esther and how she became queen and ultimately um, saved the Jews from being um, wiped out, murdered. And um, what um, he was basically saying that before Esther acted in the physical, right? Before she made her move in the physical, she told Malachi and all the Jews to fast for three days, a spiritual fast for three days. And on that third day, she went to talk to the king. So as Bishop is, you know, he's going through and this is before I ever read the, the book of Esther. So it made me want to go read it. He was saying it started in the spiritual first. We had to fight the battle in the spirit first before we can fight the battle in the physical. And basically, I said all that to say everything starts in the spirit world first. That's that's what we, we have to understand, especially as believers, that it starts in the spirit world and then it manifests into the physical. And so after realizing that I was under spiritual attack, I had to ask God, when did the devil get so close? When did the enemy get so close to me? Because he's right up on me. He is he is right up on me. He is on me heavy. But the funny thing about the enemy is sometimes in most cases, it's not even a constant. Um, it's not even constant attacks. He can hit you once, knock you off course, release distractions amongst you. Once you fall into it, then you've just fallen and you've fallen off course. And that's kind of what happened with me. I've begun to go down a slow, slippery slope of distractions. And instead of doing what I should have done and it, when all of these different attacks were, you know, hitting me, when all these different distractions, when all this negativity was coming upon me, that was my opportunity to seize control and lean in closer to God. But I failed. Pastor Teray said, the more you cut down the physical senses, the more you increase the spiritual senses. So when he said that, my immediate interpretation was the less you are of this world, the stronger your spiritual connection is, right? The less you are distracted with the things that can so easily distract us, you know, in the physical, the more heightened your spiritual senses are so that you are more aware and less susceptible to spiritual attacks, right? He went on to say, God had a strategy before the enemy had an attack. Nothing catches God by surprise. There is absolutely nothing that can ever catch God by surprise. Right? So God already has a plan for the enemy's attack. And that's why it's so important to lean into God when you are under spiritual attack. That's why it's so important to fully understand what it is and be able to recognize it so that you are fully equipped to fight the spiritual battle. So we're going to go back to Ephesians chapter six, go up a few verses. Verses 10 through 11 says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. 
Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. I'm going to repeat that. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. We must understand that we are at war, right? But this battle isn't ours. It's the Lord. And the thing about the enemy is the enemy knows in the end he will lose this battle. But just because losing is inevitable does not mean the enemy will give up so easily. So with the enemy knowing that the battle is already won by God, he wants to take as many of us down with him. That's that's the end goal. He wants to keep us away from the promises of God, keep us away from the love of God and keep us in bondage. And he does subtle things like um, distract us. With things like social media and um, maybe fights and little arguments, things that go wrong that seem like bigger issues than what they really are. And um, I became a victim of, of such an attack. So because my spiritual um, life was not where it needed to be because I wasn't deep in my word and I wasn't as close to God as I should have been. And I wasn't, you know, following the way that I know is correct. Um, I, I kind of started down this slow slippery slope. So let me, let me kind of make sense of that. So when I was in Seattle, there was a, there was a girl that I had a few arguments with and we weren't arguing every day. Nothing got super duper bad. Nothing ever got physical, of course. Um, but I knew from the moment I met her that she was mean spirited. I could feel it. My whole body, mind, soul, spirit, everything felt that she was a mean spirited individual and her actions continued to show that of someone who wasn't happy within Someone who enjoyed causing chaos, enjoyed being a bully, enjoyed making other people's lives miserable because, in fact, her life was truly miserable. And, you know, I speak a lot about energy and protecting my peace. And, you know, every interaction is an energy exchange, whether physical, verbal, mental, every interaction is an energy exchange. I know this. I know this. I preach this. I tell this to people all the time. So how did I fall victim to such negativity? Well, in the beginning, I I used to just let it go, let it roll off my shoulder, you know, take the high road, turn the other cheek. God's going to handle it as God always does. And God will continue to handle it. But somewhere along the way, I my spirit man or my spirit woman got weaker and weaker and I gave in and, and we argued. Then I decided, Kiana, you better than this. Let it go. I gave in again and we argued and then we argued one more time and then it started to trickle down into gossip. Then um, other bad habits started to form from there. I started drinking a lot, not like scary drinking a lot but drinking more than what I normally would any chance to drink let's drink let's go out every weekend let's party let's get drunk um I started vaping um I started uh, neglecting 
my Sunday service. Then I started neglecting reading my Bible. And and do you see how this all kind of became like a slippery slope? It became like a ripple effect. I made one bad decision. And then after a while, my spirit just became susceptible to making more bad decisions and more bad decisions. And while these decisions may not seem like they're linked at all, the point I'm making is the devil just needed to use one distraction, me arguing with somebody and my energy field was penetrated. It was penetrated. I let the negativity in. And once I let a little bit of negativity in, it gave room for more negativity. And because I wasn't heavy in my worship, because I wasn't heavy in my word, it was a ripple effect. And again, I knew this person was mean spirited. So the fact that it even got this far, looking back in hindsight, it's, it's insane. And the thing is, we have to protect our, our peace. We have to protect our energy because peace is hard to come by. A lot of people are not at peace within themselves. A lot of people are not happy within themselves, are not happy with life. And when you truly are at peace, when you truly are happy, when you vibrate at a high frequency, their spirit is interrupted. Their spirit is triggered. Their spirit is annoyed. And they're going to do every single thing that they can to ensure that you feel the same way that they do. Because misery loves company. So they either want you to feel the same way that they do or they want you to feel worse. Because peace is not easy to come by. Happiness is not easy to come by, especially not in today's world. So we have to work extra hard to protect our peace, to protect our energy. Because again, it's not something that's easy to come by. And people who are mean spirited, they can sense it. And they want to take your joy. And... The closer you get to God, the more the enemy will try to attack you. He will continue to find ways to penetrate your armor. First Peter five and eight says, be serious, be alert. Your adversary, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. The enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anybody he can devour. He's looking for any sign of weakness, any way he can penetrate your armor of God, any way he can penetrate your energy field, any way he can distract you, throw you off or take control of your mind. You see the enemy, right? The devil the Satan, whatever you want to refer to him as. He doesn't want you to be in relationship with God. And the only way to defeat the enemy is to draw closer to God through reading your word daily. Read your Bible daily. Consistent prayer, a strong prayer life. And remember when you pray, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue between you and God. Give God the space and opportunity to speak back to you when you are in prayer and worship. When I first went to Seattle, I started every morning with worship music because I had to set the tone for the day. By the end of my six weeks in Seattle, I was running late every day. I was scrambling. Not only did I not have time for worship music, I'm brushing my teeth and buttoning my shirt on the way out the door. 
Remember, the enemy will put anything in our heads to make us stop pursuing God. But the amazing thing about God is God will never make you feel guilty or ashamed. He always corrects us in a loving way. The enemy's tactics are harsh and cruel and it makes you feel worse. I remember watching a Sunday service um, a couple months ago. And, you know, any word you get that people claim is from God, of God, whatever, you have to test it in the spirit. But the pastor, uh, who was it? I think it was Pastor Teray. He was saying that you'll know the difference between a word God has spoken and a word the enemy has spoken. Because when God speaks, even if you feel condemned, you're left feeling whole. You feel good about the situation. You don't feel less than. When the enemy speaks and tries to disguise himself as God, you're left feeling empty, less than whole. You're feeling ashamed. You're feeling defeated amongst other things. And that's how you can always tell if a word is from God. And it is so important for us to control our mind because the enemy will try to penetrate your mind and penetrate every other area of your life. This morning I got up and I cleaned my room because that was one of my first steps to kind of declutter my life. And I think that when people's spaces are dirty or messy or in shambles, (laughs) then so is their mind. And my mind has been cluttered. My mind has been foggy because my living space has resembled the same. And I feel like that's why it was so hard for me to not only hear God's voice, but to use my discernment. To get up out of bed and and make decisions. My, the energy surrounding me was cluttered. And I decided um, the devil doesn't get to live here anymore. As believers, it is so critical that we understand what spiritual warfare is and how to identify it. So that we are able to combat the enemy's attacks, right? So here are eight examples or eight signs that you could potentially be under spiritual attack, fighting a spiritual war right now. Number one, fatigue. If you're constantly feeling tired or um, exhausted and you don't even know why, Like I was, I was just exhausted. I was tired. I didn't even know why I was sleeping every day. It may be a sign that you're under spiritual attack. Number two, anxiety. If you have constant feelings of anxiety, especially if they're sudden um, and continuous and overwhelming, um, that may be a sign that you're under spiritual attack. If you're feeling overburdened, And hanging on to responsibilities that aren't yours to bear. Remember, this battle is not ours. This battle belongs to God. So instead of letting your anxiety 
kind of consume you, it's important to take your concerns to God, take your worries to God and rest assured that God will ensure that everything is taken care of. I was at a space where I was constantly worrying about what I was going to do next. I had anxiety surrounding money in my living situation. But that's not my battle to fight. That's God's battle. And God always ensures that there's money in my pocket and that there's a roof over my head. So how could I let the devil convince me that this was something to worry about? Number three, stress. If you're stressed, it may be a sign that you are under spiritual attack. Now, God may not always remove us from stressful situations. However, he will help sustain us through them. And it does us no good to worry. And there's, there's, there's a scripture. Hold on. Um, Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse 24. Y'all know I love the book, love, love, love the book of Matthew. Um, Matthew chapter six, verse 34. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's important to trust God's promises and rely on his loving kindness. When Satan attacks, we lean on the Lord for strength. God doesn't want us stressed out. I heard a quote once that said, um, whatever you're stressed about, decide if you can change it or not. If you can do something about it or not. And if you can't do something about it, then you shouldn't stress about it. Right? Because what are you going to do? What are you stressing about? I tell people all of that time, take it one day at a time. I have to keep reminding myself, take it one day at a time. We worried about tomorrow and next week and next month. But what about everything that's going on today? So again, stress may be a sign that you're under spiritual attack. Number four, temptation. When things are going well, Satan encourages us to trust our abilities rather than relying on God. I think a lot of times when people speak on temptation, Um, people think of it in like a sexual manner, but you can be tempted to do so much. I was tempted to vape and I had to stop. That's something that I can't continue to do. And my excuse was, oh, if I vape, I won't smoke weed. Yeah, but now you're just, you're just, you're still tempted to smoke. You just replace one bad habit with another bad habit. I was tempted to argue, you know, I was tempted to drink. And again, I'm just using my own personal experiences. So whatever the enemy is tempting you with in your life right now that you know deep down inside that God has either one delivered you from or already given you clear instruction that that's not something you should be doing. Temptation may be a clear sign that you are under spiritual attack. Number five, fear. The only thing we have to fear is God. Yet and still, we fear for the future. We fear for our safety. We fear for other people's safety. And we fear that we're not going to make the right decision. You know, we may fear that we're going to be without something. That's that lack mentality, that lack mindset. And like every other thing, it's important to lean on God, to take your fears to God. Take your fears to God. Give them to him in exchange for his peace. God will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Fear is a sign that you may be under spiritual attack. 
Number six, despair, which by definition is the complete loss or absence of hope. Not recently, but there was a point in my life where I had completely lost all hope. I literally remember crying to God and telling him just to take me now. <laughs> Seriously, though, I'm like this. I I can't take it. I don't want to live this life no more because I didn't see me coming out on the other end of this. Yet God will never leave us nor forsake us. Now, being a Christian, being a believer does not mean our trouble ends. Right. And we may not see the purpose behind our pain, but we can trust the Lord to shine through our brokenness. His grace is sufficient. So I encourage you, whatever season you are in, in this moment of your life, whatever battle you're facing, whatever struggle that you're going through, do not lose hope. God is always with you. And he's always one call away. The beautiful thing about God is he gives us free will. But we can always call and ask for him to intervene. We can always ask him for his help. Sometimes I'm literally like, God, I just don't know what to do. So I'm giving you full permission to take control. Jesus, I am begging you to take the wheel because I have no idea what to do. I have no idea where I'm going and I can no longer drive this car. But please Don't ever lose hope. Take your troubles to God. He's waiting. He wants us to do this. God wants us to live life in abundance. Don't be despaired. But if you are, despair is a strong indication that you may be under spiritual attack. Number seven, lies. If you are constantly telling lies, if you find yourself being one of those liars, mm -hmm, this may be a strong indication that you're under spiritual attack. Now, I personally don't have any um, examples that I can give from personal experience on lies because y'all know I don't like to lie. It's I feel like it's beneath me. Um, I'm just not going to do it right. Not going to lie. So, um, but lies are a strong indication that you may be under spiritual attack and don't let the devil convince you that it's a little white lie, that it's a little small lie, that that lie won't hurt nobody because one lie turns into a bigger lie, which turns into a long thread of lies that you have to remember and you have to cover up. And in the end, we all just end up feeling shitty about ourselves when we lie. So combat that. Lord, take control of my sister's or my brother's tongue so that they will not speak any untruth out into the universe. Amen. Amen. And the eighth sign that you may be under spiritual attack is revenge. Now, listen, I tend not to seek revenge personally because I believe that whatever God has in store for you, your karma that's going to spin the block is going to be 10 times worse than what I could ever do and could ever imagine. But there has been times where I have wanted to seek revenge because I feel like a person, I can think of someone in particular right now, did not pay for their crimes. 
And no one wants to see abuse of power um, or stand by as innocent people get hurt. The danger comes, though. The danger comes when we attempt to stand in God's place and exact revenge on our own terms. Remember earlier when I said nothing catches God by surprise? Because nothing is hidden from God's eyes and God will bring decisive justice. May the Holy Spirit open your eyes to see the God who decisively judges evil. And may you see Jesus' death as proof that no evil will be left unjudged. I actually seen this quote written in my notes last night from the book of Samuel, 2 Samuel, which I think is the perfect story exact on exactly how God will judge decisively in the end, how no good deed goes unpunished. The people who misuse the power God gives them will be exposed for the weak, abusive people that they are. There will be a reckoning for anyone who mistreat those who they're supposed to protect. If you have a strong longing, a strong desire in your heart to extract revenge, I encourage you to take it to God. You have to. Because that's that's not the fruit of the spirit. That's not of God. God doesn't want you to take matters into your own hands. Do you not trust God to bring down judgment? Remember that we are in constant, constant spiritual opposition with the enemy. This is the battle for our soul. And the only way to defeat the enemy is to draw closer to God. My name is Kiana Breanne. This is the House of Trauma podcast. Don't forget to email all your advice questions to houseoftrauma at gmail.com. And as always, I'll see you on the next episode. Love you, mean it. Oh, 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 oh,